Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. What a privilege for me, Dr. Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries, to once again to share with you the Word of God. My talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's problems. There are so many problems in our world, but the Word of God contains ancient principles, meaning timeless, eternal. The Word of God is available, it is applicable, and it's applicable for whatever your situation is. Now listen to what the Word of God is for me. And I hope that this is going to be the Word of God for you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It's amazing. For the Word of God is. The Word is represents ever continuous, timeless. Irrespective of what we, what we experience, what are busy happening in our world, irrespective of what will happen in the future, the Word of God remains applicable and applicable throughout human civilizations, throughout every human generation. For the Word God is, one, alive and it is powerful, two, sharper than any double-edged sword, three, it penetrates even to the fighting Four, of the soul and spirit. Five, joints and marrow. Six, it judges of the thoughts. Seven, and the attitudes of the heart. So the word of God is like a double-edged sword cutting through soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It knows the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. So the word of God is ordained by God Available for your restoration and mine. Second Timothy 3.16. Complement Hebrews chapter 4.12. Now listen to this. This is what the word of God is. All scripture is. Not just the Old Testament but the New. Not just the New but the Old. So one union. One unit. The word of God. Listen to this. Timothy chapter 3. Verse 16. All scripture is. One, it is God-breath, it is God-ordained. It is saturated with the very intention of God. The Word of God will not turn empty. It will, it will, it will achieve the objective to restore you and to restore me. A, it is useful for teaching. We need the Word of God in a world of total deception. B, it is useful for rebuking. We need to be rebuked so that we can be, it must be revealed that we are off track. C, it is useful for correcting. I need correction, you need correction. D, it is useful for training in righteousness. Without holiness, no man will see God. So we need the word of God to purify, to sanctify, to prepare us so that we can understand what God demands of me and what God demands of you. Today for my talk, ancient principles from the Bible. For today's problems, we are still in the covid Pandemic dispensation created by man to depopulate the world. But I say the word of God is applicable and applicable for today's generation. You call upon the name of Jesus and God will redeem you as God has redeemed me. 
we continue to investigate the meaning of the word my. Understanding what is meant by the word, the word my, in the text, and what it will reveal as we investigate by God the Holy Spirit. As per Psalm 121 verse 1, listen to the verse. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills whence cometh my help. So my help comes from Jesus. Your help must be from Jesus. Otherwise, do not depend on man because man cannot help you. But Jesus came as Messiah to the world to redeem you and to redeem me. Today for my pastoral meditation, I'm going to look at a theme, humanity, objects of divine favor. We are the target of God to redeem us and to redeem me and to redeem you, to take us from nothing and to make us something. Those who are rejected are now being received because of the Messiah, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, Psalm 121 display divine activity from God for the express benefit for the entire human race. That's why I say humanity. We are the objects of God's unmerited favor. While we were yet sinners, the Bible says, Christ died in my place. So God came intentionally into a world not to condemn, not to reject, not to make us an outcast, but to make us an in-cause, to receive us and to redeem you and to redeem me. A word under investigation tells me that God in Christ did something for us while we cannot do anything for ourselves or by ourselves. Humanly speaking, we are, we have, there's a spiritual paralysis to, to restore ourselves so that we can become, we must live optimally, but we are powerless. You, you, you try your best, you want to be the best, but you fail at every turn. I say call upon the name of Jesus and God will do it for you. Listen again to this statement. Our word under investigation, the word my, tells me that God in Christ did something for you and something for me while we cannot do anything for ourselves or by ourselves. Now it induces a statement as found in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8. It is indicative of the condition of man. He cannot help himself. We need God to do it on our behalf. Listen to Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this, while we were yet sinners, while we were spiritually dead, while we were spiritually paralyzed, while we tried our best but we cannot. And so Christ came into our world, Christ came into your world, and Christ came into my world. And the Bible says, while we were powerless, Christ died to make us spiritually alive. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, the, 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 the guiltless, the innocent for the guilty, the sinless for the sinner. So, so we 
we are at the right time where God can do tremendous, where God can do the impossible. Because remember, he came into darkness and he transferred his light into darkness and there's light. But God demonstrated his own love for us. While we rejected God, God loves us. While we didn't want to do anything with God, God came in spite of, and he came to die in your place, and he came to die in my place. Introducing another text to, to, to envelope, to highlight the state of man. Psalm 103, verse 10 and verse 13. Listen to this. He, God, has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Why? Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. So the key word in this verse is when we fear the Lord, when we call upon the name of Jesus. Remember by the death of Jesus. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So your sins were paid for on the cross of Calvary by Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He, God, has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities, meaning God has not uh, rejected us. God has not called out us out of his way, no, but he draws us into his periphery, into his presence, so that he can be giving you unmerited favor, undeserving love to restore you and to restore me. Therefore, let us bless the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for making humanity the objects of divine and unmerited favor. Whether you're white or black, whether you're poor or you are rich, whether you're high class or low class, the Bible says that all of us are the objects of divine and unmerited favor. The love of God goes where no man can do it for you. God can redeem you and God can redeem me. Let's investigate the word, the word my, and the multiple benefits we may receive from Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The, the, the word my represents the object of divine favor. We, we are called to associate by choice with Jesus. And then we move from death to life. When we, when we are blind in the world now, we can see that God did something for me that I cannot do for myself. Let us run into the investigation. I'm excited. I say let us, let us go into the word so that you can understand that in the word of God is enough truth. It is enough to redeem you and to redeem me. The point A. The word my explain. I want to extensively explain so that you can understand what it means. One, the word my is the 13th word in Psalm 121 verse 1. Two, the 13th position represents God as benefactor and man the beneficiary of what 
God has done for us, not what we can do for God. Now, human good is like filthy rags. It means nothing. It is what God has done before, what God will do today, and what will God do tomorrow. That is more important. God is a benefactor, and I, you, are the beneficiaries of what God has done for you and what God has done for me. Three, the word my is created from the personal pronoun, the word I. Therefore, the word my represents the object that receives unmerited favor from God. So God is going to do something, what he did throughout before human civilizations, God, had, God did work for us, and God will do work for you, and God has worked for me. For the word my in English grammar is known as the first person singular possessive pronoun. Five, in philosophy, the word I in metaphysics represents the subject or the object of self-consciousness. It means you have a soul, I have a soul. So Messiah came to redeem your soul, and he came to redeem my soul, because the soul was created by God, and God comes after his soul. That's what the Bible says. God has no joy in the death of a sinner, because then the soul will be lost. So Jesus came to redeem your soul, and he came to redeem my soul. Six. The function of the word my in English is to indicate possession. Therefore, it is called a possessive pronoun. We are the object. We are the object of favor. It means we are owned. God owns us. We are co-creation. He is co-creator. So it is the, the word my means possessive pronoun. God possess me. God owns me. That's why he came as Messiah to the world to redeem you and to redeem me. Seven, in grammar, the word my represents the following. A, a word or phrase or cause towards which an action is directed. Uh, the, while we were yet sinners, Christ came to the world to die in favor of you and in favor of me. So uh, he, he, his, whole, his whole purpose was to come and to forgive you and to forgive me. So his action, divine action, is directed to the you and to me. B, or is considered to be directed, or C, the object of a transitive verb. It means God is going to do action that we are the beneficiary, the beneficiary because he's the benefactor. A holy God comes to unholy man to make us holy in return. Point eight. So the word my basically speaks of the identity called the I. Someone towards that God will sow his thoughts, his feelings, and it will reveal his action. It means God will direct his thoughts. God will direct his feelings. God will direct his action towards you and towards me, called the word my. Nine, 
the word my represents an indirect object. Now, Adam is the direct object. We are the indirect object. An indirect object is the recipient or beneficiary of the noun. It means God will do something. Christ came to the world to redeem you and to redeem me. Towards whom a specific action is given. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for you and he died for me. Ten, so you and I is the word my in Psalm 121 verse 1. Therefore, my is the possessive pronoun of association and benefit. So, so when you make a decision for Christ, God will reveal what he did for you before. Christ died once for all for the entire humanity because we are the objects of divine favor. So the point 11 again. So whenever you read the word my in Psalm 21, the word my is the recipient of divine benefit. God does something for us what we cannot do for self. I want you to know that you cannot help yourself. You cannot redeem yourself. You cannot forgive yourself. But God can do the forgiveness. God can do the restoration. God can take you from downstairs, upstairs. Because he who came from upstairs, downstairs, purposefully to come to redeem you. That while we can, while he is in heaven, we can pray and God listens to your prayer and to mine. Point B, we have to look at the numerical value of the insignificant word, the word my. One, the word my has numerical value as per Hebrew chamatria. Two, chamatria is a numerical system by which Hebrew letters correspond to numbers. So the word my has a corresponding numerical value. Three, the word my has intrinsic value. You have to look beyond the word my, the M and I, the word my, and there's more than meets the eye. The letter M has a value of the number 40, and the letter Y has a value of 700 in Hebrew Hamotria. Four. Now, if we add 700 with 40, it equals the value of 740. Five, but in Hebrew, the digit zero has no value, basically. Six, according to Hebrew Hamateh, the value of the word my, which is 740, must be reduced to a final single digit. Therefore, the number 74 is in actual fact 7 plus 4, and it equals the number 11. Now, there is the meaning of the word my caught up in the digit double one or the number 11. Seven, the English chamatria, the word my, represents the value of 38. M is 13 and Y is 25 as per their position in the English alphabet. Eight. When we add 13 with 25, it will equal the final value of 38. 9. Reducing the value 38 to a single digit 
it comes to a single value of 11. So the word my in Hebrew is 11. And the word my in the English Hebrew alphabet also 11. So we have confirmation. There are two 11s. So it means I need to look at the number 11 to understand what the word my means for you and for me. Therefore, as per Hebrew value, the word my has the same value of 11 and it corresponds to the English value also the number 11. Point 11. So to understand what Messiah came to do for us, we need to understand what the Bible reveals about the number 11. Let us go into the number 11. For our benefit, this is what 11 stands for in the Hebrew understanding or in the in the Jewish faith. Now this is the point I want you to remember. Remember the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament was written in Greek, not in English. Therefore English is a transliteration from the original text Hebrew and Greek respectively. Now before I give you what number 11 means, let us go to what number 10 means. The number 10 in Hebrew represents divine completeness, divine perfection. It means God is holy. We are unholy. The number 11 represents the following. A. It represents if 10 is divine completeness, then 11 means incomplete, disorder, chaos. B. The number 11 in contrast in contrast, is seen to indicate destructive excess and egotistic tendency to up the divine perfection of completeness. D. 11 represents spiritual poverty and sin. E. Since evil is a, is a perversion of holiness, it follows that for every shade of holiness, there is a corresponding shade of evil. F. 11 is associated with the negative forces of creation, the cosmic forces of darkness. G. 11 is related to the spiritual anti-Messiah. The Luciferian doctrine the forces of darkness, evil, and spiritual darkness are anti-Christ, are anti-the-Messiah, the person of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. H. 11 also refer to spiritual death and rebellion to heavenly authority. There are forces today in our world that oppose the name of Jesus. And even though they oppose, they cannot bring the kingdom down. Jesus says, and the gates of hell will not stand, will not prevail, will not be standing soon. They will be destroyed. They will be annihilated because Jesus is King of Kings and is Lord of Lords. What is the principle that comes out of this elaborate explanation of the word living? 11 reveals the spirit of independence from Christ. Independence represents to be physically alive, but we are spiritually dead to God. Now a spiritual dead person can, has no benefit for God. That's why Christ came to call our spiritual deadness 
to become spiritually alive because of Messiah Jesus Christ. You will remain in your spiritual state of death if Messiah Jesus does not come or if you do not choose for Christ, you will remain dead. So listen to Romans chapter 5 verse 8. From the standpoint of what the number 11 reveals. Listen to this. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God demonstrate his own love for us in this. In what? While we were spiritually dead. While we yet the rebels against God's authority. Christ came to redeem you. Now what happens? God did not wait for you to become holy. In your unholy state, holiness came into a world to make you and me holy in return. Romans 5 verse 8 means this. God's love, divine and unmerited favor displayed towards you and towards me. In that while we were still sinners, means spiritual death, and in rebellion towards heaven, God gave Jesus to redeem you and to redeem me. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his unmerited favor towards you and towards me. Now I have been blind, but now I see that Jesus Christ came into our world not to reject, but to redeem, not to make us an outcast, but to make you and me an incast. I am the object of divine favor. So God loves me. That's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, the Messiah for you and the Messiah for me, that I may not be spiritually dead no more, but have fellowship with God. Let us, let us give you an explanation of what I mean, what the number 11 represents. Point C. Examples of human inability to help self. This is the state of man. If you want to be independent, then there is a human inability to help you. If you are drug dependent, if you have financial problems, if you have a marriage problems, you cannot help and don't go to people because they are in greater crisis sometimes. So what needs to happen? Turn your face to Jesus. Call upon the name of Jesus. Romans 7 13 whosoever, irrespective of who you are, if you call upon Jesus, God will meet you in the moment of your need and in the midst of your storm, you will receive God's peace. Examples of human inability to help self. Point one, John chapter five, verse five. Now the story is this. A certain man was laying at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He suffered an infirmity. Now, around the time, people were lame, people were blind, people were, people were paralyzed, they couldn't help themselves. It caused the human inability to restore themselves, even to help themselves. The important man requested assistance, but there was no one to help him. He could not help himself when the angel stirred the water. John 5 verse 5 represents intentional arrival of Messiah to the pool of Bethesda. It means 
God knows your geographical position. God sees all, God knows all, and if you call upon the name of Jesus, God will not miss you, but God has staggered you before the foundations of the world. Now the word Bethesda means house of mercy. So Messiah will demonstrate mercy. Messiah will demonstrate grace towards you and towards me. The scriptural reference, John 5 verse 5, has divine significance. It is significant because 5 plus 5 equals 10. In the Hebrew Hamatria, the number 10 represents the identity of Messiah. So whenever you find the number 10, know it represents divine personality, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So Messiah... Jesus Christ came to the man who was suffering from paralysis for 38 years. Every time Jesus comes, miracles will happen. The blind will see. He will, he will feed 5,000 and he will feed 4,000. Remember when Jesus started his ministry, he quoted Isaiah 61 one to two, representing the character of Messiah, what he will come to do for you and for me. The book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18, reflects the prophecy concerning Christ or Messiah when he was called to preach in the synagogue. This is what Jesus says. Now listen to the word. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has, now Jesus, Messiah means the anointed one of God to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. The man at the pool of Bethesda was delivered from his paralysis of his, of his human impossibility to help self and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So John 5 verse 5 represents Messiah came to the crisis. And when God sees the crisis, he is the cure. He is the bomb of Gilead. He will forgive you as he has forgiven me. What's important? In ourselves we cannot. With Christ we can do all things. Now with Jesus, with Messiah, everything becomes possible. Listen to the words of Jesus. Listen to the words of Messiah. For with man it is impossible, not with God. For with God all things are possible. The layman at the pool of Bethesda walked after 38 years. I say to you, call upon the name of Jesus and start your life anew in Christ. Man cannot help, but Christ can help you. This is Dr. Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. Do you have a problem? I don't know what it is. Jesus is adequate. He is the eternal cure for the human soul. Romans 10 verse 13. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be redeemed. You call up Messiah, Jesus Christ, and your day will start anew. You will move from darkness to his 
glorious light. The peace of the Lord be upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.